Good afternoon. Today is February 21st, 2020. It's a Friday, a beautiful Friday. A um, little nippy, but still beautiful. We got sun, no rain in the state of New Jersey. I hope everybody enjoying their Friday. Uh, if you plan on going out, make sure we have designated drivers or make sure we have a Uber or a Lyft on deck. Cause you will get a ticket and they I don't matter of fact they're not even they just passed a law I don't think they're even going to uh suspend your license no more I think they're going to just make you go through some type of counseling I'm gonna do a little I'm gonna do a little checking on that and I'm gonna put that up also on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter if you need to know those links there's still the same thing NJ real NWK at all those Facebook Instagram and Twitter I'm still new to it, so bear with me if my if my Facebook, if my social media skills is not up. Today's podcast is going to be a uh, day in the life of the tester, part four. Um, but I wanted to touch on something that somebody has hit me on. It's some of the documentaries that I posted, uh, you know, the rats, the uh, documentary about Blackfish and the mafia versus the KKK. Now, the Mafia versus the KKK was very telling because, you know, if you really paid attention to the government or what that documentary was basically talking about was, you know, the Ku Klux Klan had gotten so big that the government introduced Mafia, the mob, to the public to diminish the Ku Klux Klan's reign because the Ku Klux Klan had gotten so big and so powerful that so many people were starting to join at a high rapid rate. That's what the documentary was, is really about. And it's, a, it's on my Facebook. I'm going to post it to the Instagram and the Twitter also so some people you know, can get an opportunity. You can just click on the link and it goes right to it. Some of the other ones, you're going to probably have to subscribe to certain networks. And I... I and let me just make this clear to some people that I don't get paid to do this. I do this to just be informative. Half the time, I like the bullshit. Like, oh, I don't want to curse because some people have their children listening. I don't want, I, I, you know, I like to BS around. I like to joke and I like to keep it 100 with people. If you don't know what 100 mean, that's 100. Um, if you don't know who you're listening to, this is Teddy. Uh, you know, this podcast is just a journey that I'm trying to live through or put my spit my life over. Um, I just like to entertain people. I like to not entertain them as like I'm a monkey or something. I want to hoop and hollering around carrying on because y'all, you, you know, you people, some people out here can see that all day, every day on these, you know, VH1, MTV, or you can listen to some of that stuff. That's like on uh, certain podcasts or certain. Um, uh, radio shows. I don't do that. I'm not saying I don't like to have fun like the next person, but um, that's just who you're listening to, and this is what I do. Uh, so I really suggest to whoever that listened on my Facebook, there is links. All you have to do is click on the link. Everything that I talk about, I try to put it up on a Facebook so everybody can just see what I'm talking about. Okay, so if you know somebody that, you know, need to be informed, boom, 
there's some other stuff I'm going to put up there as far as the record expungement to go. Um, next week, I have to go down to, um, I have to go down to North. So I'll be going down to the county building and I'll be getting my man um, a record expungement paperwork because he needs to take care of that hell of that business. But um, so I want to talk about the debate the other day. And, you know, I did put up about Michael Bloomberg being a scumbag and alleged scumbag. And, um, and I did put up some information about him. And I'm glad Elizabeth Warren set fire to his ass because he was going to roll into that Democrat um, nomination and people didn't pay attention to what he, what he did previously. And like they said, he is truly a Republican. Now, you got to be careful. I told people this in previous podcasts. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not an independent. I'm a realist. And if you don't know what a realist is, a realist is a person that look at everybody with a crooked eye. I don't trust nothing they say because all politicians are all the same. The Democrats always whooping and hollering about racism, racism. But those will be the ones that's pushing that race crap across also. Now, the other day I did a podcast and my dear friend and I always get in the heated argument about, you know, immigration. And, you know, she um, felt as though I'm, I didn't depict certain people in a certain light when it came to the to, you know illegal immigrants getting driver's licenses. And I'm not apologizing. I'm still waiting for somebody to hit me on an email. I'm going to spit that email right now. NJWill, N-W-K at Yahoo.com. On, please, this, this is my question. And I know I'm bouncing all over the place a little bit before I get into my story. Um, just a couple of things I had on my mind I just want to talk about. Um, I would like to know, again, how... They're getting any documents to get driver's licenses if they are here illegally. Now, there's a, there's a difference between illegal and legal immigration. The illegals, how can you give somebody a license when they don't have no paperwork, no documents to, that the, the, the government should be able to take? If they have a Mexican or El Salvador or Haitian or Jamaican or... Uh, uh, African birth certificate and they're here illegally, they can't take that. They're not supposed to take it because that's not, not legal here. It's legal in their country, so it's illegal. So I'm still, somebody need to hit me on an email to put pull my coattail on it because maybe I'm wrong. And if anybody really know me, they'll know I was married to a legal immigrant. Again, I was married to a legal immigrant. So I don't want to hear that. I'm being racist. My daughter, my baby, my love of my life is half Spanish, half black. So if somebody want to say I'm, I'm being racist, maybe I'm being racist to black people. But I'm not racist at all. I'm just a realist. I just still want someone to tell me how can they, that the United States government is giving these people driver's licenses when they give us the hardest time getting 
any documents or anything to pertain for a license. So I just want somebody to pull my tell, coattail on that. But in one of my previous podcasts, I was talking about um, how my father, he uh, put me into boxing. And I was born in North New Jersey. And before they changed the name Irvin Turner Boulevard to Irvin, it used to be called Belmont Avenue. So some of, some people some people out there would know that was the original name for Irvin Turner Boulevard, and they used to have this boxing gym on Belmont Avenue. If not mistaken, it was Belmont Gym. Now, some people know my brothers and I all boxed, and I, you know back in the day, majority of the young Black kids growing up in the hood, they all idolized, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard, Smoking Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, Tommy the Hitman Hearns, um, Marvin Hagler. I'm just spending on the black guys that I idolize and my father idolized. Um, um, Robinson, Sugar, Sugar Ray Robinson. You know, these guys were prolific fighters in their days before Mike Tyson came along. Larry Holmes was a very good... Oh, oh don't let me forget about Leon Spinks. That motherfucker ain't had no tooth in his mouth. He still popped that shit and fought hard. But I was a little boy and I idolized, actually, Sugar Ray Leonard. And my father had taught me how to box one day because I had gotten a fight one day and um, I was like eight, nine years old. And the kid got the best of me. I still fought him, but he did get the best of me. And my father was like, nah, I'm going to take you down to this gym. You're going to learn. So I went down there. Before I even got into a sparring match, match I boxed. Do, 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 do. Learning how to shoot my jabs. Learning how to, you know, move my feet. And um, so when you are becoming an amateur, you got to do a lot of fighting on the amateur ranks before you even move up to a professional. You got to do a lot of sparring. And before you even get out of certain gyms, you got to spar to get out of that gym to represent that gym. So <laughs> my father is a very, he was a very hard man. He passed away in December, you know. So he was a very hard man. And he said to me, I had my like my second or third sparring match. no. Maybe it was like my sixth one match. So the first ones, I kind of like, it was like a tie album with ties because I still was learning. So I remember this kid very vividly. His name was Marcus. He was a little older than I. He had been like 13 years old. His hands was nice. Like I ain't gonna lie, I used to be, I used to admire his hands was nice. So my father, I had been like 10, 11 years old. And my father was like, yeah, you gonna box him. He was like, no matter what, you gonna, he said, you beat him. I'll know you ready to fight. So, a couple of months go by, I fight. I said, all right, I think I'm, I'm, I'm geeked up. I'm like, I could take this kid. So my father, like, yeah, set up a set up a um, match with his trainer. He was like, yeah, we're going to do a, a three-round sparring. And um, in the first round, this kid hit me so goddamn hard, I thought I saw Jesus. So, 
my father saw it. Now, we had headgear on. He hit me so hard, and I'm like, yo, trying to run. I had my shoe, I had my running shoes on. That you could have thought I was doing a running man. So, father called Tom. And my trainer at the time was like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, no, 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 I see something. So, I'm like telling my father, I don't want to fight him. I'm like, yo, man, I want to fight him. I'm now shook. Father, like, boy, took me in the in the um changing room, the lockers, locker room. Took my gloves off. Now, if anybody heard any of my previous podcasts, I told you, my father never put the beating on my butt. He used to beat the shit out of my hands. Primarily, my right hand. So, he took his belt off and he put, he put I, now mind you, I didn't got punched. Now, I don't want to fight. <laughs> he beat my, he proceeded to beat my hand. And he was like, look here, boy. Every time he throw his right hand. Now, this is after he didn't beat my ass. He told me, every time you see him, he's dropping his left to throw his right. He's saying, yo, you sitting with your right hand over the top. All you got to do is hit him one time. I'm like, now we ain't call my father daddy or dad. We call him Teddy. Everybody know him, a.k.a. Little Teddy. Well, I ended up being bigger than my father. So, he beat my ass. I'm standing there crying. I ain't trying to hear shit. Excuse me. I'm not trying to hear nothing, but I don't want to fight. I want to leave. So, he tells me, like, you're going to get you're gonna get your ass back in that ring. And he said, pay attention. Every time he throw his right, he dropped his left. So, I got back in the ring. He put my gloves back on me, take my hands back up. Put I, now, mind you, he beat my he beat my ass. I had my headgear on. People in the damn locker room looking at me getting my ass beat. So we put to go out there, and I get back in the ring. Now I'm crying. I got the dry tear spots on my face. I'm mad. I'm steaming mad. He even beat my ass in the locker room in front of all these people. And he said, "Look, pay attention." You like? Excuse me. Phone going off. Said, "Pay attention." Every time he throw his right, his left drop. So he drops his left. And he's like, now. And I throw my right. Bang. And I would hit him. So I got confident. So the next time, that was like the end of the like first round. So mind you, I had to go two more rounds with this kid. So he was like, pay attention. And then my trainer, his, his name was Mac. Mac is uh, going also. And... Mac was like, yo, I was telling you this all the time. He said, after the kid hit you, you put your sneakers on. <laughs> Not my boxing shoes, my sneakers. So I hit him again. Bang. Every time he do it, bang, bang. After a while, I figured out how I was able to beat this kid. He could not change in the middle of the fight because he was so used to leading with his right. And I led with my left. So I ended up winning that sparring match with this kid. But after I got out of that damn ring, I said, F fighting. I don't want to fight no more. My father said, boy, you going to fight? We want golden gloves. And, you know, the sad part of it all is
you know, I thought that my father was being a hard ass on me. But in retrospect, he was just teaching me how to be a man. Whether or not it was the right way of going about it, whether or not it was the wrong way of going about it. But he was teaching me first how to fight. Second of all, how to stand on your two and be a man. And we need to have more men like that, not to beat the kids or not to do any of that, but to teach these young kids how to be men. Because we have so many of them running around not being men. And at the end of the day, whether we white, black, Chinese, or three-headed goddamn monster, we need more better men in the world. And, you know, I'm not here to preach to nobody. Because, like I said, you know, in previous podcasts, I was a bad-ass little kid. But I end up going on. I didn't go on to go to Golden Gloves, but I was able to turn and go amateur. So when you, anybody know boxing, when you become an amateur or whenever you, they register your hands. And then they tell you, that's why you see any fighters and they getting out there fighting. Oh, do you know, you, you don't see what they do. They lock their dumb asses up, not right away, but right away. Because they, they read you your rights and they read you this memorandum that tell you, you can't get out there and have a fight unless it's a sanctioned fight. So, you know, I wanted to just tell that story. I got, I got other stories I'm going to talk about later on. But um, I just wanted to kick that. Because that was one of the stories somebody hit me like, oh, what happened when you got punched? Y'all, he hit me so hard, man. I thought I saw Jesus. Came down and stood on my shoulder and said, you don't want to fight this boy no more. Get out this ring. So, you know, I just wanted to tell that story. Because it was a little funny to me. Some people might say, damn, your dad's a hard-ass man. He was. Very hard man. He, he he was born in Virginia, and uh, he um, went to uh, his 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 father was from Mississippi, and in that day and age in Mississippi it was horrible. It was you know how they how you had certain people going do certain things to certain people, and he um, he saw his grandfather get lynched, and they set him on fire, and. What happened, they told, they came to my great-grandfather's house and told him, you know, they wanted him to leave the land. And uh, he, when they came at night, he told my great-grandmother to take the boys and go out through the back and hide in the woods until they leave. And he hid in the woods all night. And then the next morning, he came back and he saw his grandfather hanging in the tree, set on fire. So that's what made my father a really, really hard man. A lot of people, I, you know, from the, we, we, the people from the North, don't really understand what the people in the South went through and still going through in some aspects of Jim Crow, what the Mason-Dixon line really stood for. Some of that stuff. That's why I ain't trying to be no political person, but I just know certain things about certain stuff. And I like to give people this knowledge. I like to kick that Willie Bobo. But I hope everybody enjoyed the fight this weekend. Like I said yesterday, try to go someplace free. Don't go pay that astronomical amount of money for that bullshit um, pay-per-view. Talking about you going to have a fight party. Can't steal cable no more, so you can't. You might as well go someplace and get a free a good beer and a free show. Um, I have no dog in the fight tomorrow. I hope, I hope it's entertaining. And um, as always, 
Peace. See you later.